Welcome back to Molly's Monsters. My name is Mick Dickinson, and I am your keeper. I'm Susan Dickinson, and I'm playing Molly Maleficarum. My name is Corinne Googe, and I'm playing Poppy Drake's Head. And my name is Tim Dufresne, and I will be playing Constantine Drake's Head. back to Molly's Monsters. I am so happy to have you guys here uh, listening to this goofy thing that we can't stop doing. Um, once again, my name is Mick Dickinson. I'm going to be running this game. Uh, I don't know what to say. We usually don't do intros here. I know, but we have two guests with us today, and so I feel like we need to introduce them yeah. or let them introduce themselves. <clears throat> so I will go first with introductions. Um, I'll go first here. Um, my name is Tim Dufresne. Um, I went to school with Susan, and I love role-playing games. So um, I am 100% down for this and excited to be here. Yeah, he has been on the ground level of Molly's Monsters. In fact, uh, before we release an episode, Tim was excited about us, or even our ideas of playing it. So that is uh, pretty exciting that we were actually able to find a, a day. It's not even a weekend. Mm-hmm. A day to uh, get him... Uh, into the the studio, as it were, and um, and so I uh, I being a, a huge nerd who is um, dating a fellow traveler in nerddom, um, kind of uh, cajoled and poked and prodded and tried to talk my lovely girlfriend Corinne into joining us for that this uh, session, um, and uh, she was kind enough to agree. Yeah, so this is actually my second. Uh tabletop game my first was the quiet year and so i have no idea what i'm doing perfect so that is the molly's monsters guarantee you'll hear me awkwardly flailing about while i'm trying to figure this out we also have beautiful special guest helena who is a very beautiful dog who is currently exploring my house yes so and then you can also probably hear finn in the background being very mad about it yeah we had to put him in the basement and then it turns out the basement door doesn't latch and it turns out that uh i'm the worst dog owner ever because i've put him back in the kennel that we haven't used for like a couple months so he's not very happy (sighs) but (laughs) say la vie Uh, it's the way of the road Okay, so we'll hop on into it. Uh, it's been a recent time. I don't have the editing patience to, I don't know, I might do a previously on. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, but our story begins. Okay. <laughs> Dim I'm the ready. Light. Dim the lights where applicable. <laughs> it's immediately after the reunion as you sit in Pinedale's bullpen. So the Pinedale Investigative's bullpen. Next to you is the empty desk where you'll be placing Izzy in her official role as Pinedale's teen intern, researching clues and piecing together leads when she doesn't have a paper due or whatever. Uh, Saving the world on a part-time basis, who knew? Standing, still in her dress and spike heels, is Elva. She's picking at a nail and it breaks. 
She furrows her brow, curls her fists, and when she uncurls her fist, it's back where it belongs, red and perfect. Across the way, sitting on another desk, is Arthur, looking more than a little harried. You fill them in on your revelations, and he runs a hand through his white hair. So, you you know, then, that that uh, Pinedale comes from your, your family. Yeah, I do now. Did no one think this was a good idea to mention this to me? Well, we figured you just flat out didn't put the pieces together the first time. I, you were... Yeah, we were surprised. Uh, the fog lifter really just made everything come back all at once. Uh, if it hadn't have existed, then you probably might have just kept on going, not remembering through natural means the, the clues and the everything. But putting the pattern right there in front of you, Molly, uh, really, really clarified that when you started, you should have should have known. It was pretty much the weirdest interview ever. You already had the job. Okay, what are some of these clues that I missed out on? Well, when you were a kid, your mom took long vacations and talked about Pinedale Investigative, and your dad was also gone, and Elva kind of interrupts him and goes, You were more or less born for this job, Elva says. Your mom is heir to the place, but your dad was no slouch of his own. He hunted more than a few monsters of his own. Arthur. So if I was pretty much born for this, why am I so bad at it? Molly, uh, what monster have you failed to catch? Oh, I guess. Just because it's not, like, smooth doesn't mean you're not good at your job. Just ask literally every person in jobs ever. <laughs> uh, Arthur says, Molly, you're, you're pretty much as chosen as anyone can be for this position. Okay. It might be a little, you know, cliche, but here we are. says... <laughs> So Alva kind of leans forward and places her long fingers on the desk. Now, I don't like having to ask help from uh, public relations, but this cult that you've conveniently forgotten about the whole time off of your high school reunion or getting arrested, do you remember them? Yes, I do. I do remember the cult. I don't remember what their name is. Okay, so no then. Broken Brown Arrow. They're, they're almost certainly behind all of this. Okay, so what are we going to do about it? Uh, well, let's see. What what have they done so far? Um, they kidnapped a witch. Yes, Arthur says. The, from the, and then they raided the uh, magic shop. Yep. And there was a whole situation with some mummies. Just, just one. And then you hear from a booming voice behind the desk you didn't see. Yes, Broken Brown Arrow. They have raised me into this mortal coil. And you, is that the cat again? That is the cat. You see, see a lot. The dead cat is prowling around the floor. It's not looking too much worse for wear. And Elva goes, yeah, they're, Broken Brown Arrow is the one who raised the demon and the mummy. Uh, and Silag goes, yes, Kakamau speaks the truth. And Elva rolls her eyes. Do you remember why? Well, yes, you do, because it just happened. You remember that Silat informed you that Elva is a demon. Oh, and her, good. her true name is Kakamau. All right. Um, okay, sounds good. So, I mean, that's not the weirdest thing that's happened lately, so... So let's talk this out, Arthur says. He's looking very tired. You can see him kind of rubbing at his eyes. Let's inhibit our inner Izzy's. Uh, what motive could they have had for all of this? Why would hypernatural extremists be doing supernatural activities? It's kind of their whole anti-thing. I mean, causing chaos? Yeah, but like, why supernaturally if they hate the super... You can cause chaos with... Just about anything. Maybe 
by letting all these supernatural things out, people will know that they exist and then put an end to them. Elva kind of nods. She's, she goes, yeah, about that. It's it, it's time I told you, I, I began to tell you everything, but here we go. I owe your family a debt, she says. And sounding for the first time, like since you've known her, unsure of something. That debt is tied to Broken Brown Arrow, she says. Okay. How far back does this go? She kind of looks at the ground and looks at the ceiling and like, 1921? How old are you? Oh, infinite, she says and kind of like flips her wrists at you. It's whatever. They they raised me. They're why I'm here. I shouldn't be on Earth. I'm a demon. I should be, you know, in Demonville. In, well, we don't like to call it hell, but that's what you guys have picked. Okay, so, wait, 1921, so that couldn't have been my grandparents, or or it couldn't have been my parents, so does this go all the way back to my grandparents? Well, actually, she says, uh, it it goes back to even your your great-grandparents. They were adults in 1921, so that's probably great-grandparents. Yeah, it was, Uh, and his name was Constantine Drake's head. Uh, and he saved me from Broken Brown Arrow's clutches. They were going to use me to expose the supernatural and then destroy me along with every other member of the supernatural. Well, okay, you look a little stunned, so it's it's tough to explain. Uh, the only reason I didn't follow through on their evil plan, and this is where it gets even harder, Okay. The only reason I didn't follow through on their evil plan was you, Molly. Me? Yes. Um, before we get going down a long list, do you have any specific questions? Um, how did my... Before you can even finish the full question, Elva taps you on the forehead. And then as you finish the question, how did... How did you... Or how did my grandfather save you? Uh, you are, you find yourself as you finish that sentence standing on a rough road, uh, made of gravel with Elva, now dressed in a beaded flapper getup with tasteful pumps and blonde hair, standing across from you. Elva says, well, we'll find out, won't we? I look down, hoping that I am also dressed in tasteful flapper clothes. No, you are still dressed in that navy blue dress from the reunion. Naturally. All right. This is, again, also not the weirdest thing that has happened to me in the last couple weeks. What really? just happened? I have to suspect it is, she says. Okay, where are we? This doesn't look like Pinedale. Yeah, this is Pinedale. It's, well, Molly, it's 1921. Okay, so, so yeah, this is the weirdest thing that's happened to I me in the last maybe. couple maybe, yes, weeks. it would be. Um, so, once again, this is going to get hard, and Elva kind of points down the road. You see another exact double of Elva down the road talking to some people just in, out in the open, Everyone else is dressed in, like, starch-collared shirts, vests, and, and, like, dress pants, and she is in that flapper getup in the middle of Pinedale, Oregon in 1921. Around you, you see planked, uh, uh, it's not quite the Wild West, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's not exactly, like, urban city planning here. So a couple different uh, wood-fronted saloons, wood-planked sidewalks, gravel roads. We're not on, like, mud or anything like that. Some brick roads, brick buildings, advertisements uh, painted on the sides. But it's it's Pinedale. You can tell from the near the nearby mountains. She says, this is where it continues getting very hard. I'm not actually the future Elva you just came from. I, this is the first time this version of me is is meeting you. Um, I'm just a projection of that Elva. But 
I'm a knowledge demon. It's it's sort of my job to know everything. Uh, so I know why you're here and what you're doing. See, watch this. And uh, uh, Elva down the road, who's talking to some people, just at her hip waves a very, very tiny little wave, uh, which is imperceptible to the people who are talking to her, but it's clear as day when you're looking for her. So if you're a knowledge demon who knows exactly why I'm here and what I'm supposed to be doing, why am I here and what am I supposed to be doing? Well, you saved me, she says. Okay. Wait, I thought my great-grandfather saved you. Cons- Constantinople Drakesborn? Well, is that his name? Instantable uh, Drakes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that hasn't happened. Oh, no, that happened a while ago, she says. Um... As you look down the road, she goes, yeah, you should probably go keep whatever that is. Well, I know what it is, but I don't have time to explain. Go keep that from happening, she says. And the two men that she was talking to begin running around back. And as the man begins to run, you recognize the man you saw on the bars the night that you uh, rescued the uh, kidnapped uh, witch, Carmela Sweet. Mm -hmm. Uh, You recognize Merrick Zong, looking exactly like he did on that uh, barge, running around uh, a building. Uh, I'm gonna run after him. Okay, as you run after him, uh, you as you begin to move past the the storefront, you realize that it is a jewelry store, and you see a man walk out of the ju- excuse me jewelry store with his hands in his belt buckles, and just kind of like taking in the fresh morning air. Do you uh, run around through the jewelry store? Keep moving. Did the guy I'm chasing go into the jewelry store? He went around back. I'm gonna run around it. Okay, as you run around it, the guy with his belt loop, his thumbs through his belt loops, looks a little odd. Uh, but you see the door, back door to the shop wide open. I'm going to jump in the back door. Okay. As you run through the back door, you can see those two figures that were talking to Elva, uh, beginning to like open up cases and putting a bunch of stuff into their, their bags that they have, uh, they're robbing the store. Okay. As you see what they're, uh, roll to investigate a mystery. Why not? Okay. Uh, 10. Plus chart. Oh, well, that's already a success. Good job. Yeah. Um, you get three questions. Um, uh, I don't want to waste any of my three questions on anything basic. There, there's a suggested list of questions for investigating mystery. Can I change what was it going to do to what are you doing? Sure. What are you doing? What are they doing? Yeah. They are stealing things. And as you look a little bit closer with the 10, I'll allow you to look a little bit closer. Okay. Actually, a 12 because you have plus two sharp. Yeah. Uh, they are stealing, obviously, but not like diamond necklaces, not gold, but a bunch of like silver rings and silver necklaces. Why are they stealing just those things? You know from your, oh man, from your Pinedale orientation, you read the pamphlets, right? Totally. Um, you know that uh, silver is one of the strongest anti-supernatural materials there is. Okay. Outside of holy water. Um, so that's two. What kind of creatures are they? They are full-blooded humans. FBHs, as okay. uh, Yasmin Gallinard would say. Okay. I'm just going to... Do I have anything on me? Like, do I have any weapons or anything? I'm wearing no. a dress, so I don't yeah. have pockets. You are not, because you didn't take any of your weapons to the... Re- the oh, I thought you were going to say, because I didn't take any with me. Like, I oh, did no. not have any choice <laughs> in this. Um, I'm just going to, like, jump on in there and yell at them, like, hey, what are you doing? Those aren't yours. Okay, as they as they see you and you say, hey, what are you doing? Those aren't yours. They are just going to book it out the back door, and you can see the man who's standing, like, he's silhouetted against the light yeah. of the outside, uh, turn around and see those people in the shop. 
and he is going to run in also yelling as they okay. begin to book it through you. I'm going to yell, like, stop, thieves, as loud as I can, hoping that that guy who I think is Tim is going to help me out. <laughs> okay, that man in the, the uh, running into the shop is going, hey, stop, don't rob my store. It's not Tim. It's not Tim. Okay. Um, but I mean, you, everyone there... is yelling, thieves, thieves, thieves. Okay, so I'm going to roll the kicks and ass. You got it, buddy. Uh, nine plus Top. minus one, eight. Okay, that is a <laughs> mixed success, isn't it? If you would give me some, some ass. On a, nope, seven plus. Um, you, you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. The amount of harm is based on the established dangers. So basically you are going to try to stop one of them and they are going to try to run through you. Okay. Um, I'm going to kick him really hard in the shins. Okay, as you go to kick him, he pushes you over. So you are both going to be doing, uh, let's just call it one harm. So let's find okay. you a pencil because I know how to right prepare there. for an RPG. Oh. See, they're, they're prepared. Yeah. No, they were, they were on the table. Oh. <laughs> you were prepared. We just took the pencils. Any, uh, you... Uh, you deliver one harm, uh, to the guy, he delivers one harm to you as he pushes you basically out of the way. Okay. Uh, so you kind of get thrown back, and the jewelry man goes, now, they don't, they stole, they don't stole from me! I just moved out here from some parts unknown, and this is why I sound so un-Oregonian. <laughs> I was gonna say, what is that accent? Um, old timey. Okay, got it. Um, I know, I tried to help, I'm sorry. Because I saw, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Can, can you go see where they went? He says. Okay, um, I follow the door that they left out of and see if okay. I can see them retreating. As you are leaving, you run straight full into a man because this is cliche as hell, so why not just do it? Uh, you run straight full into a man that is wearing a, a like a flannel. Well, what, are you, what are you wearing, Mr. Constantine? So Constantine would be wearing, um, he's a surprisingly erudite um, fellow. Um I mean, with a name like Constantine, how, how could, could he, he not? not? Um, and, and so he's he's wearing something that you would expect someone who's got a bit of a night on the town mm-hmm. um, would be wearing. So slightly formal, but very fashion forward. What does fashion forward look like in 1921? It looks like the fashion of 1922. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry that I did not give you enough information to prepare... Uh, okay, well, let's see. What's the vernacular of 1922? What's the <laughs> average dress? Um, you run full into this man. Uh, uh, I'm going to put a little bit of words into your mouth to kind of get us in, in, in uh, together. And he kind of looks around and uh, uh, seems a little bit panicked, saying, you know, in the voice that he will later have, uh, he heard you yelling mm-hmm. about thieves, and he saw that they went that away into the woods. behind Because the, the town is very small. We've got, we've got frequent okay. woods. Okay. Um, I'm a little shaken up because I just got dumped into a hundred years ago and it's been a day. Um, so I, this guy looks nice. Like, Hey, um, I'm sorry. I just got here and saw those guys robbing the store. I have no idea what's going on. Darling, it's perfectly fine. We can handle it from here. Um, Poppy, Poppy, are, are you around here? <laughs> Poppy, my do- my love, um, you did the right thing. Okay, uh, is this 
normal for this place for thieves to be robbing jewelry stores in the middle of the afternoon? Well, I recall at this one... Let's just say they have nothing on uh, uh, a fellow that uh, that Poppy and I were able to track down back in London, but um, an epic Julie thing, a cat burglar, if you will. Um, but I, I'm starting to digress. They're getting away. Oh, um, heavens. Um, it's not uncommon, but it's rare enough to be of note. So let's... Um, Let's do something about it, shall okay. we? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested by this conversation about thieves and jewelry heists in London. So I'm like looking around for Poppy. Like, I want to know who this is. Are you so interested that you're not asking strangers' names? Oh, hey, what's your name, by the way? Oh, I. The Adventure Zone special right there. <laughs> I am Constantine Drake's head. You can call me Stan if you prefer. But... I remember, now that he says that, that that is the name of my great-grandfather. Um, oh, uh, nice to meet you, Stan. And I don't know what to do because I like I feel like I shouldn't introduce myself. Uh, my name's Greta. What uh, a wonderful yeah. Van Fleet. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I am gonna go with Stan because and like try to figure out. I'm also looking around wildly for Elba. She's nowhere to be found. Great, good. All right, Stan, what are we gonna do about these jewelry thieves? Well, I'm gonna leave that in the capable hands of my beloved. Um, she has a, an assistant, if you will, a partner in crime um, who should have no trouble dispatching with these ne'er do wells. What kind of partner are you talking about here? Poppy, um, wonderful! From, okay, oh, there I you are. I, I'm sorry, I don't know what Poppy looks like. So from around the corner, you see. What do you look like, Poppy? Um, I am a woman of short height. Um, do, with... now, do we mean like a child or just a grown no, just, woman? Who just is a grown woman okay. who stopped the... growing at ten. Okay. okay. <laughs> the picture for this playbook is a child, so I was like, "Are we going child with this?" No. Oh right. no, no. She's she's old enough to be an adult. Just just small. Okay. Um, with piercing eyes and just kind of casual clothes. Just, okay. You know, for the 20s, it was still a gown. Um, so, flapper dress, and but sensible shoes, enough to run. Very important. Very. Um, and trailing behind me is a ghost dog. <laughs> a ghost dog? Um, I'm immediately it's the one like, that's I can't. <laughs> I can't. Yes, darling, can't you? you I can't help myself. Like, even though this is a very weird situation, I'm still super excited to see the dog. And I like ducked it. I'm like, hi, buddy. What's your name? And she runs right through you. Oh. <laughs> and then I like stand. What does it feel like when a ghost dog runs through? You? Uh, it feels like a, uh, you know, the feeling of chewing on tinfoil. Uh, when you have fillings, Ugh. but instead of in your mouth and brain, it's kind of in the like lower part of your spine. Um, I stand up kind of horrified and I like look kind of scared at Poppy and I'm like, hi, I'm Greta. Um, I just got here and someone robbed a jewelry store and then your dog ran through me. Is this? Oh, she, oh, she does that. It's it's fine. You'll get used to it. She, does, she doesn't quite know that she's dead. So this happens sometimes. Okay. Is this recognizably okay, great. <laughs> is this dog recognizably a ghost or is she like look like a regular dog until she walks through something? I would say she's just a little more translucent oh, than an actual dog. Okay. Okay, good. So like you can tell that this is if there's something off with this yeah. dog. 
Perfect. But like, well, now still I know. Looks, <laughs> looks like a dog. <laughs> okay. Um, Poppy. Hi. Hi. Stan. Hi. Ghost dog. Hi. Um, what what are we gonna do about the thieves? Oh, darling, don't even worry about her. She'll she'll sniff them out, and then we'll just kind of follow after her. She's got quite the nose after her after coming back. You know, she's just been through so much. Okay. Yeah. So what happened? Well, her. you know, it, the darn, the darn war, and you know, after yeah. after my stand was sent over, and oh, I was so so worried that he'd never come back, and then my poor sweet my poor sweet Helena passed, and I, you know, you you make a bet with someone, and you make a deal with with an ancient goddess, and now you have your dog back, and now you don't have to worry about being lonely while your while your husband is out. I mean, in war, now you still have your dog. And I mean, you know. to be honest, who wouldn't? Exactly. So okay. Yeah. So are we following after Ghost Dog Helena? Yes. Okay. Helena, darling. Helena. 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 Like Montana. Like Montana. Oh, okay. That's right. Um, uh, so you follow after the, the ghost dog who is kind of a, a sniffing around the, the underbrush. Uh, this is an undeveloped forest. It is not like a national park or anything like this. This is just where town ends. Uh, so it's about what in modern times would be four or five blocks away from the Samson River. Uh, but instead of a, a tightly, uh, controlled green belt around the river, the, the town basically ends after one or two bridges, uh, a water wheel, and then a couple shops. So it follows the river pretty good, and then, and then that's about it. So now we are in, uh, just basically the Pacific Northwest Forests. Uh, fantastic. So just to get some dice a-rolling, let's see if we can't either investigate a mystery or do some such role for tracking these fellas uh, okay. through the woods. So I'm going to give this to one of the, the Drake's heads. Drake's head. <laughs> I don't know how to pluralize. Drake's heads? <laughs> Drake's yeah, head. Drake's heads. Drake's heads. That's uh, very clunky. <laughs> I just want to let everyone um, know that I am currently petting the real Helena, and she is very soft. Um, and very much alive. <laughs> very, very real. Yeah. Um, so we're yeah, going to... Um, why don't you go ahead and... Uh, um, what what am I investigate this mystery. mystery. You're going to go ahead and investigate yeah. a mystery. Plus sharp. Oh, okay. Oh, plus sharp. Oh, I do have a plus and sharp. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nine. Go ahead. Nine plus one is no, ten. No, no, no. Eight. And eight. Total. Oh, eight plus one is nine. Man, you cannot believe how unused to people automatically adding their modifiers I am. <laughs> I never do that. Shade. <laughs> uh, so with He's investigative mystery. about me. <laughs> with investigative mystery, once again, you have three uh, questions. I'm going to say because it was a, a great success with the, the everything, um, you can even uh, add a custom question if you so choose. Okay. So there's a, a, a series of suggested questions, and then there is a uh, make up a question. So, so where did where did these guys go? Where did they go? Um, Other than further into the woods. Well, there's no. I don't really. I mean, okay. Let me give give this map a look. See here. Um, northeast ish. Uh, okay. Northeast-ish, but I'm going to tell you that once this, once we press play on the situation, the dog will will take care of it. So okay. she is on the on the scent. Okay. Um, 
what can hurt them? Uh, they are fully blooded humans, but the dog kind of gives, I don't know how, like, sense connected, uh, uh, you get, spookies are to their, their ghost animals, uh, but you get the sense that they are mostly, like, fully blooded human. There have been some little spooky alterations to one of the two, but other than that, they are, they are susceptible to being punched in the face and bullets and fire and all the good normal all stuff. All right. Um, what is it going to do with the jewelry that it stole? That they stole. Okay, I have to explain this like in contextual sort of ways. So when your ghost dog kind of picks up the traces of silver, it recoils from it. It, it, It's spooked by the silver. So you can tell that supernatural things and silver do not get along. And so these people, although affected supernaturally, are are picking up things that are are effective against the supernatural. Okay? So as we press on this pause, or play, I, I said boop for the pressing, but now what the button for your pressing was. As we press play on the scene, uh, Helena kind of takes off through the, the underbrush. Uh, oh yeah, hi. Your name. Uh, she takes off through the underbrush, uh, probably would be picking up burrs and, and all sorts of stains, but is passing right through. It is kind of a little bit difficult to track a ghost dog through a forest because no leaves are moving because of it. Uh, but you managed to do it. She is very well trained and, and will sit and wait for you to catch up to the ghost dog before continuing on. Uh, you probably go uh, at, at a forest walking through, like, no no real trail or anything. Uh, probably about five minutes through actual underbrush before you pick up a hiking trail. And you are you are on your way and she is just like, yep, it's, it is down this hiking trail. Um, as we walk, I'm going to ask if you guys have any weapons, because I sure don't. They do. They have whatever they they picked for their equipment. Okay, what kind of weapons do you all have? What are we going to do when we catch these guys? Well, I for one, and uh, Constantine pulls out a, um, sort of a interesting little switchblade pen knife sort of combo. It's not quite the multi-tools you're used to in the 21st century, (laughs) but does a little, uh, um, flip with it, and, uh, out comes a, you know honed razor's sharp knife okay. and um you if you walk closely you can kind of flip through a couple of different um <laughs> items so it's like a butterfly knife but combined with a pocket knife is, is i love it i love it um, what do you have and i i pull out my beaded purse that has that's all the way down to my knees um <laughs> oh of course i've just got this little 38 in my purse it's no big deal Darling, we all have weapons, and I reach up my dress and pull up the giant knife that's in there. Oh, yes, I'm thoroughly prepared. Uh, we'll still stay here. This I don't. Anybody got anything extra to share? Well, I've got, um, hold on. <clears throat> kind of pulls out a weird contraption and kind of, that's folded into thirds and kind of clicks, clicks, and it is a fully operational hunting rifle. Um, Amazing. <laughs> Okay, can can you fold it back up so that I can carry it? <laughs> okay, I'm now currently okay. holding 
the the trifold hunting rifle. Could you provide me the uh, boring game stats about the trifold? I absolutely could not. <laughs> not you. I, oh. I, I can provide I, I that. I was going to say, no, I don't know what that the, means. Um, <laughs> trifold <laughs> hunting rifle um, is uh, um, just a palette-swapped regular hunting rifle oh, yes. because we're wearing dress Why clothes. Not? Let's go for it. Um, uh, three harm, far, loud, and reload. And... Um, once uh, Greta seems to have a handle on the actual um, item, I kind of pop her a few uh, cartridges of, uh, of ammunition. Here, you'll need this. Yes. Okay. So, into the Broncos. Yep, into the Broncos. Um, why doesn't this dress have pockets? <laughs> the, um, the pocket knife is, oh, um, for what it's worth, uh, one harm. <laughs> one harm. Hand. And useful and small. Like me. Um, um, and then the... Um, mine is the... Oh, I was just for when oh. she uses it. Okay. I oh, okay. her to have the stats. For oh, whatever. okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Then. Never mind. Sorry. Right. <laughs> um, but you are following the ghost dog. You have you have now reached the the uh, hunting trail, uh, the hiking trail, and you have now exchanged weapons, and you are like, if this was a Michael Bay film, the, the camera would be circling underneath you as you lock and load. Uh, are you planning on, like, just the three of you, just head in? Do we want to take some time, uh, maybe do some scoping, and are we gonna rush right in? What are we doing? Um, I feel like scoping sounds like a good idea. Like, do, do we know, are we getting close? So the, you can, the dog takes off, and you follow it a little bit more, and then it gets a little bit slower, and as much as dogs can tiptoe, Mm-hmm. A dog is point. Yeah, is pointing, and you can see above, like not exactly a cliff, but you know there there's a little bit of a mound, and you you see grass tamped down around you, and you are you are uh, getting quite close, and the the ghost dog is worried about it. Okay. Um... <laughs> um, acting, it, was, it seems like we're getting close. Why don't we? Take a look and see what we can see. Is there yes. like a tree that I can climb up anywhere soon, or? Uh, yes, there are many, many trees. Okay, um, I am going to as daintily as possible because I am wearing a dress. Try to climb up a tree to see if I can see anything. Okay, both of the people from the nineteen twenties uh, uh, politely ignore the fact that you're not wearing any pantyhose. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you climb up a tree, you. Uh, you're going to succeed in climbing up this tree. Okay. I'm going to pull a D&D move and have you roll to see how clumsily you uh, climb up this tree. Very. I rolled a four. Plus. <laughs> plus cool. Uh, six. Plus two. That's a six. So, so you, medium climb. Yeah, I would say you averagely climb up this tree. And I mean, like. I mean, that's just to be you, expected. I'm wearing a dress. Yeah, you grab the branch and you have to it walk is. up with your feet yeah. like you can't. And then you put it on your stomach and you go, Ugh. Before you can actually get Kay. all the way up. So, one of those ones. Darling, yeah. watch the... Oh, oh, no. She's got it. She's got it. She's <laughs> um, so, you, you climb up several rungs. I don't know. Of a tree. Branches? Well, yeah. But, I mean, like, levels. Levels. Okay. Of the tree. It's pine tree. Pine trees have rungs. Everyone knows this. Oh, I guess. Um, and then, you, as you are looking into where you think the hideout is, you can see that the mound does indeed have a little bit of a, a hole cut out of it. There is a campfire in front of it, but uh, only one person is out there in sort of like a brown, not exactly like a hooded cloak, but like a, a, a burlap blanket, which, oh my god, that sounds awful. Gross. 
Okay, so... And regular clothes underneath that. But I can't see anyone else? No, you cannot see anyone else outside the cave. Okay. Okay, so I am going to climb back down. Um, Okay, so it looks like they have one person on lookout. I think everybody else must be inside the cave. Mm Mm-hmm. What should we do? What's your normal plan of attack in situations like this? I'm just going to run at him. <laughs> I have poor impulse control. I'm just going to go. Okay. I've got my so, ghost dog. I've uh, got my knife. I'm ready. Let's go. Follow the leader, I suppose. Right. I'm going to dive in too. I'm like, There's hastily, only one of them. I'm hastily trying to like unclick my trifled hunting rifle. Like, okay, this is a really weird day. Um, keeper, quick question. Yes. Could I consider this a as the as you know in my character class? Could I consider this a what could go wrong whenever you charge into a danger without hedging your bets? Hold two. Very much so. All I right. was very excited for that to happen. Um, as you begin to run up the the brush, especially uh, as as sort of yay as you guys are going, uh, you see the lookout begin to stand up from his log, uh, but he does not call out. You notice he, he stands up and gets angry, like, what the heck? He has a what the heck sort of face on, but he does not call into the hole like you kind of expected him to. Uh, he sort of, let's see, what would he have? He's going to draw just like, I'm just going to call it like a bonking, a bonking implement, like a table leg or a baseball bat, just some sort of bonking implement. Okay. Um, he has it for bonking. For bonking. Yeah. And he's sort of slapping it into his palm, waiting for you guys term. to come up. Okay. Um. Well, Poppy, you're in the lead. So, what's your what's your initial uh, lack of impulse control first move? I'm gonna. I have the big whammy as my as one of my moves, and so I can use my powers to kick some ass and use my ghost dog to just. Feel that, like, I want that this in real life. On. I want to have a ghost dog and be Same. able to hit people with it. Same. All Hell the yeah. Time. All <laughs> right, so roll, roll the kick some ass and sick a ghost it's dog both. on it. Yeah, both of them at the same time. Oh, man. Four. Plus, Plus one. Five. five. Okay, Whoa. so on kick some ass, low rolls. We I don't think you've ever rolled to kick some ass. You are not a fighter in this game. Well, no. I've had a negative one to tough. <laughs> uh, on a plus five, I don't, or on a five, I do not believe anything happens. So you run in, and the ghost dog begins sprinting through the woods. And then as the guy, the guy just sort of steps aside from this dog, and he looks like a little, it, it's, just, it's a dog to him, but it's still very scary that there is a dog charging after him out of the woods. So uh, he, he kind of looks around. As I, I get to take a little bit of a hard uh, move against you, uh, you see another man come out of the, the forest. Uh, so there's like the, the hole that leads into, assumably, a hideout. The, the campfire and then to the the side of the campfire and hole and into the forest, a man comes out sort of dusting his hands uh, and then he looks very scared and he pulls out a 32 pistol. So now there are two people uh, that are involved. I am not um, super comfortable using this gun that I've been handed, so I'm going to start by just basically using it as a baseball bat and whacking the guard in the stomach with it. Okay, so you run up to whack. Uh-huh. Uh, roll for whack. Okay. Roll the case of that. Um, okay, it landed on its side. So Go for it. Okay. Uh, four plus two minus one. Four plus two. Oh, okay. So five. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yes, also a five. So you run up. I'm going to take a hard move against you. You just flat out like, ah, and miss. And the guy coming out of the forest just, uh, uh, I don't think he hits you with his gun because then that would hurt a lot. But as you are running, he just straight up pushes you over. So you you right. get pushed over. Uh, did you mark experience for your failed roll? Any damage? No damage. You get okay. knocked down. That is a bad thing. Um, could I make a move against the new guy with the gun? The new guy for sure. Alright, um, I would like to roll to manipulate someone, and if this is a little bit too many steps, but I, I want to kind of come up behind him with my knife and kind of like, you know, hand over the mouth, Ooh. knife at the throat, and like, darling, it's extremely important that you not say a word. Go for it. Love it. Roll to manipulate someone. Alright, manipulate someone. That is a 7 plus 2 is 9. And I believe that is success. So you, you manipulate someone. He not only does not say a word into your hand already, he puts his hands up just sort of like, I've seen the, the pictures. Yeah, <laughs> I know how this goes. And drops the, drops the 32. So the one so. motion picture? <laughs> the, the train coming at the screen. I know how this works. <laughs> uh, and so he, he drops his 32, uh, and the, the, the other guard there still has his box stick, and he's still uh, looking quite cross, but he, it is all eyes on you. Smart boy, smart boy. <laughs> um, I'm going to pick up the 32 that was strapped on the ground. Okay, you now have a 32, which I have uh, given uh, two harm. It is loud. And it, take, uh, it does not take a reload, actually. Okay, we now have a ourselves a good old-fashioned melee Mexican standoff. So uh, apparently uh, Greta gets off from the up from the ground. Uh, we've got Poppy over there with her dog now uh, kind of corralled, but the the man only has a, a stick and he has his one gun friend uh, firmly grasped. Okay, um, I'm gonna point the thirty two at the other guy, okay. the guard, yep. and tell him to run away. Tell him to go. Get out of here. Is that not a good idea? That's not what I expected you to do, so I'm currently DMing my way through this here for a second. Um, he is going to agree, and he's going to kind of choke up on the bat. It's not like a bat, but he's going to grab it through the middle, and he's going to tear ass uh, past all of you down the hunting trail. Okay. He's gone. Okay. All right. Should we question this guy that we have? Yeah, I think we I think we should. I uh, friend. Can I call you friend? I'm gonna call friend. Um What is the silver for? Uh, I need to find a voice for this guy. I should have thought this through. He says the silver is for if we need to, you know, plug the demons, uh we gotta get on top of them. And so the silver is the only thing we, we got. What demons? Oh, you know the demons that rampant all the way through. It's just a bad situation. Okay. Well, well it's, it, it will be a bad situation, and then we plug the the demons. What do you mean it'll be a bad situation? Demons. It's not a good thing. Where are the demons coming from? And he kind of looks a little. He kind of looks a little bit side eyed, and he doesn't answer. Are you summoning demons in here? He kind of looks a little bit extra side-eyed, and he doesn't he doesn't answer. Listen. Okay. It will, it'll be better after the demons are gone, and that's what the shield was for. 
And then we get rid of the image. What, like, why are that you? That sounds like okay. Listen here, and as I pull out my knife, <laughs> you're gonna answer these questions. He goes that my husband and my new friend are answer <laughs> are asking you. He goes, listen, I'm I appreciate the threat of a knife, obviously, and he points to his own throat. <laughs> I do not know what the threat of an additional knife would create for me. All right, I'll pull out my gun. Oh, <laughs> my 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 friend, you have not met my wife. <laughs> There's no one home in the in the hole, so let's just go on in. We'll we'll tell Merrick that no one. I you got my silence on this. I won't tell Merrick that you guys were here. You get to check out whatever you want. Okay, sounds good to me. We go into the cave. Okay, how are you corralling Samuel? Is that our, our guard new, friend? Our new that friend? is your new friend, Samuel. Okay. Which my name is Samuel, by the way. <laughs> um, I, Call me I, Sammy. I will uh, take my belt um, off, or suspenders, I don't know, whatever. I'll take, baseball. Yeah. <laughs> um, it'll be a little uncomfortable for a minute, but I'm going to use my belt to like bind his hands up a little okay. bit behind his back. And I'm like, I understand. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is standard procedure. I'm sure someone like yourself has done something like this to somebody else. <laughs> Oh, it's hoodlum, you know, cliche. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad to, to meet another uh, uh, a fellow who can appreciate uh, a good hoodlumming. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. So you walk him into the, or he walks you, I suppose, into the, the hideaway. It's not, I, don't, I hesitate to call it a cave. It's more like a burrow. Like it's into the ground, but it, it is spacious as, as such things are. Um, and the weirdest thing is that you two, the, uh, the Drake's heads, uh, you see a fantastically dressed woman just sort of standing there, and she is she is just sort of standing there, and and she goes, oh, uh, what, was her, what was her voice? I did it earlier. Do I recognize this woman? Yes, you do. Is it Elva? It is Elva, and she goes, "Hello, Molly." Elva, what are you doing here? Didn't I just see you back in town? And she goes, "Yes, this is who I'm. I'm working for." Is Oh, I mean, um, who's Molly? I'm Greta. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Do you two know each other? You've been hiding. Who is Molly? Right, and she goes, "Listen, Molly, I'm sorry about this, but uh, yes." <laughs> okay, well that's that covers blown. Thank you. Um, well, not all the way. You could have kept. Listen, Molly. Whatever you're like, no, Molly. The last name you have is of no concern to me. And so I am not going to say it. Okay. I just Great. thought we were getting to be friends. I know. I'm sorry. We, we are. I, you have I to understand. I let my ghost dog just run through you. And <laughs> you, you see Molly, Greta, whatever. I'm just going to go stand over here with Mr. Samuel. <laughs> You, you have to understand. Oh. We are, please we have a reputation in in town as you know charlatans uh, allegedly ghost. You know, oh, the ghost dog is just tricks and what have you. But we brought you into the circle of trust, Greta, or Molly, oh. or whatever. Whatever your name. Is. I'm sorry, but you have to understand. This has been a really weird day. Uh, Samuel is standing to the side and goes, "Listen, I'm sorry to break up whatever." problems you have the drama of the situation uh but i can't help but notice that you know our demon friend over there and he kind of is like he's a little bit turning his side so that the the two drake's heads and him are both are all facing 
you, Molly Greta, uh, to try and, you know, if this were a scene, to block the the array against you? Um, yes. So we've, we've met before. We've encountered each other before in, in various situations. I'm looking at Elva, like, help me out of this one, please. And she goes, well, yes, we've, I suppose, worked together in the past. For Ma- for her, um, the past for her. And uh, we uh, don't especially get along. We're not friends, at least from my point of view. And um, she is interested in helping her and me. And that's all I know. Ah! And you can kind of see like when she begins to say, that's all I know, that her form begins to, to fizzle. And what, her hair begins to turn a little bit like, what's a, it's a color you've never seen before. Okay. It's very weird. And maybe a tentacle pops out of her head and then goes back in. Okay. Uh, but then she goes, I know more. <laughs> she says. Okay. Hey, I'm sorry about the name thing. I can explain later. But for right now, we're all on the same side, right? We want to get to the bottom of this. We want to get the silver returned to the jeweler. Let's see what's going on in here. So on Constantine, you see a fairly sudden and dramatic change. You can see um, up until this point, he's been kind of jocular, kind of, maybe he's a lush, maybe he's not, you don't know, it's prohibition. (laughs) But, you know, um, and, you know, you know, laughing and chasing after his his wife who's and their ghost dog and all this sort of stuff. Now you're starting to see like that veneer start drown, start dropping and there is something kind of he's calculating something and some things and, and is trying to decide whether or not to trust you. And, um, you know, we'll say he comes, you know, comes to the conclusion that sort of a, you're worth more alive to me than dead sort of uh, a ringing endorsement <laughs> um, approach. Um, clearly the, this demon is an asset that we need to, um, that we need to cultivate. And, and we've got, and you know, I don't really want to be friends with uh, Samuel here, <laughs> um, but we'll use him as long as he's useful. So all of a sudden from being a, a jocular fun person, you're seeing a very utilitarian side of, of Constantine. Um, For what it's worth, the woman standing in the circle goes, I see you have a, a ghost dog, so you're no, uh, you know, Constantine, you're no, I mean, whoever you are, uh, you're absolutely no stranger to these sorts of odd situations, and I'd like to be let go, she says. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid that won't be an option. <laughs> let go. I would love to just disappear from this situation. I am here to... Wouldn't we all? Yes. She says, I know that. Even Samuel over there would love for this situation to stop happening. Right, Samuel? Well, Samuel can just stay over there. He's fine. Don't address him anymore. He goes, I'm, I'm sorry, Miss Poppy. Uh, or he doesn't know your name. I'm sorry, ma'am, but uh, uh, I don't know how this lady knows my name. <laughs> um, Molly, what is your goal here tonight? What are you trying to accomplish? Why did you find us? Of all the people in Pinedale, why did you run into us? 
I don't know, to be completely honest. I, I don't know how much I should, like, share with him about I what say, I know. If there were to be a lie told, I think a straight D6 to D6 uh, or 2D6 uh, competition for lying versus figuring out lying would be a, a, a way to handle that if there <laughs> were to be a lie told. If there's not to be a lie told, then it, I'll just leave it up to... Oh, Constantine over here. Could I intervene? For sure. Because I have telepathy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to figure out what my lie should be, and I'm a very bad liar, so this is hard. Um, That's okay, darling. So is my husband. Don't. (laughs) Should I just tell the truth? Well, not all of it. He asked what your objective was. Okay, just... Tell my sweet husband what you're planning to do, and we can. Fi- I'll I'll tell him. I will say. I'll Molly tell him how I'm after. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm I'm after. What is his name? Merrick. Mer- Merrick Zong. I'm after a man named Merrick Zong. He's caused some trouble. He kidnapped a friend of mine, and. I know that he was involved in the robbery, and he's involved in whatever is going on here right now. And I'm trying to stop him. That's my objective here tonight. Darling, she is telling the truth. And I know that there's going to be more that we'll talk about later. (laughs) But I do know that we can trust this girl. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, my love. And now we goes, and I can't lie. So... (laughs) <laughs> there's that you did not see me making a besieging face so um we are familiar with mr zong he has been a thorn in this community's side in various ways that don't make the papers um but someone we are not fond of so i suppose for the time being for the foreseeable future even if i'm being generous uh we are allies all right here's the thing I think Elva can be an ally, too. I think we should let her go. I'm bound here now, thanks to this. And she points at the ground that you guys have investigated, and there's like a ring of salt around her and several runes and candles and everything like this. Thanks to all this. And I'm here now. And that, pardon my French, but pisses me off. Um, And I would love to get back at the people who did this to me, she says. Okay. Um, can I use my investigative mystery to take a look at the stuff that's around her on the floor? Sure. Um, can like what so can I Oh, it's stuff you can see. It's break just but ask. can I break it? Yeah, it's just like a ring of salt. So if I break it, can she get out? Uh, we'll see, I guess. Okay, well, I'm our, she's a knowledge demon. Elva, if I break this, will you be able to get out? Yes. Okay, so I'm I like, just can't like leave, you know, like Okay, so I'm gonna just like kick holes in the circle of salt and, and move the, things around. And she goes, I don't like your dress. See, that was a lie. <laughs> it's wonderful. So she is now, she's now free of whatever impulse that, and, and you see uh, uh, Sam will be like, no, you're not supposed to do that. Now she's just a regular demon. Uh, and he uh, uh, says, this is going to be, oh no. Demons are bad. Okay. Um, I'm going to question Samuel and ask, if you don't like demons, why did you summon her in the first place? That is the question. Okay, so we 
need demons to be around so that we can expose that demons exist. Like, you can't prove that the Germans, you know, are bad Kaisers. Uh, I, I am inclined to disagree, my <laughs> friend, but please continue. You can't prove that, you know, people are bad unless they're around to, to prove that they're bad. And so we bring demons, they do bad stuff, we kill the demons, then everybody knows to look out for demons. It's great. And then the witches and the wizards and the Elva is staring daggers at this guy, by the way. The witches and the wizards, they get hunted down, they get stopped, no more. We just gotta crank the Model T a little bit, you know? Okay. So you're creating by God, an I hope issue. Model T's exist. Yeah. You're creating an issue to be able to create your own problem solver, to create your own yeah, it's, business. It's more venture. like if I were insurance salesman and I burned down a house, now everyone's going to buy fire insurance. Exactly. And that's why every insurance salesman does that. That's why that's legal. Well, I, Samuel, I think that is an excellent is goal in life. And we we are in many ways, you may have heard of, seen our ad in the paper, we are something of, of uh, colleagues of yours in the same business. I see. And so, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but, you know, I grab some of the salt and mix it in with some of the dirt. And um, the salt that they've used here is actually much more potent. They're... The people who set this up, I, I'm guessing you're not the one who like set it up and designed this whole thing. Is uh, that correct? I you, mean, it like, sucks. Um, I'm just a bonker. Yeah, sure, sure. So they don't understand how powerful they have. They're, you're, you're, you're working for fools. Um, if you take this, this salt and this dirt, the, the sanctified dirt, yes. and throw it at a demon, it will... Banish them, but only only if they are acting hostily towards you. It's one of the rules with demons. So what I want you to do is take this dirt and salt and keep it with you at all times. And if you ever see a yeah. demon, you throw it back at you, and it's not the organization. You are the hero. Now, I need I need a reading on this. Are you lying or is this I am one hundred percent lying. I I am yeah, I am I am giving him a cat gun so you see, to fight this war that he <laughs> thinks he's a part of. Elva is standing up a little bit straighter and she looks at the broken salt ring around her and she goes, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all That's she says. Totally true. Yeah. So what do you say, you idiot idiot? She's she's not very good at getting rowdy. I am gonna murder you she says and she goes to punch the guy and then uh let's see if you manipulate all right let's let's roll the manipulate all right ooh <laughs> that is uh five guys uh, no, uh, sorry that's four no uh let do someone take two oof, let me i would say this is okay we we can do an act under pressure because okay is, why not because yeah. i'm the keeper and i get to make decisions like that so if we add five, okay. then your normal act under pressure, which is cool, so is that, nothing, plus two, so that's a seven. Yeah. So I'd say, yeah, in the situation, uh, Samuel is not too bright. Uh, he is going to take his, and he goes, be gone with you, you foul temptress. And then he throws the thing at Alma just before she winks out of existence for a second. Also winks at uh, uh, Constantine Drake's head and disappears. Uh, so she is no longer there. Oh, man. When she disappears, Molly, you also wink out of existence. 
So I don't exist? Well, no, you don't not exist. But you're temporarily just, I'm gone from there. the scene? So has she gone back to the present? Well, yeah, but you guys don't know that. She is no longer there because Elvis was holding her there. You guys are now in this cave. Uh, we'll just do this. You guys are now in this cave with Samuel. And uh, uh, your ghost dog begins to kind of worry and bark a little bit. What is it, Helena? What is it? <laughs> do they tell me? Oh, you can't tell me? My, my gun. Your, your gun, by the way, falls to the floor. Oh. Oh, and can also I, can the I, 32 can, that I have. The 32 had. that she picked up. Yeah. Um, can, can, I, can I roll real quick to try to catch him in midair? Sure, the, go for it. All right. For the aesthetic. Can, yeah, you know. <laughs> Gotta do something cool. <laughs> Ten. There you go. So. Babe. <laughs> Like My the gosh. person disappears and he is not even looking. Uh, Stan reaches out and catches the, the hunting rifle. Um, My god, they were both demons. <laughs> oh no! Sam was like, I didn't even mean to throw it out. She didn't even see that hostile. But oh good, I, I did it. Uh, well done. Uh, Here, here's what we need to do. Clearly you are a superior demon hunter. With our knowledge and your preternatural, almost supernatural, it means like above natural. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Um, more than. More yeah, than. It's Latin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not dumb. No, 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 no. It's, you, you would, you would be. me. You would be surprised. Listen. Listen, when I was in Paris, you wouldn't believe. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, why don't you join our organization? We could deputize you, and together the three of us would be an un unstoppable demon hunting force. Uh, very symbolically, he stands up a little straighter, and as he stands up a little bit straighter, his brown burlap blanket falls off of his shoulders. What a symbol. Um, and he's like, no, I'm not so sure about this. Uh, I was really scared with the whole demon raising thing. He confides in you. Mm -hmm. So, can we... Not do that, really? Oh. Honey, it's the 20s. We can always use a, uh, a secretary. <laughs> it's the 20s. Men can do anything. Thank God. Um, they, they and it, your dog is beginning to get a little bit more and more worried. But you, you get the suspicion that although Samuel may not be uh, a, a vicious ally on your behalf, um, he may also not be turning against you here. Um, Mission accomplished. And sun coming into the burrow, you begin to see a shape that is, is or you begin to hear rustling. So either we're going to have to uh, get out of this burrow through force or through speed. Those are your two options, basically. Uh, that is a good question. Why don't we, let's get out of here. Oh, no, wait, that doesn't quite work. Uh, I think it. Uh, yeah. Why yeah, um, yeah, let's get out of here. You I tell will tell her where to go. Sure, or Samuel. Go, or Samuel. Let's go, let's go. Here's what we need to do. Um, follow the dog. Follow the dog. I got it. It's a really cute dog. It scared me the first time it tried to attack me. Heads up. She'll just run through you. So. Like some sort of, okay. Yeah, just, just go with it. She will run through you. But you're promising me we're using a supernatural yes. thing to fight the other supernatural. Yes. She's a Obviously, I am on board with this given my previous activities. So let's go. Yeah. And you All tear, right. <laughs> you tear 1920s ass out of the burrow and into the uh, uh, the uh, forest, just as Merrick Zong and his two cronies, uh, who, by the way, one of them I came up with a name for on the fly. His name was Dougie Blaze, um, <laughs> who is limping a little bit from the place he was kicked by Molly, show up into the, the 
uh, Havel and see that there is no more demon, that the salt has been erased, and there is no more Samuel either. And uh, one person, for some reason, has put on a hat, and now he throws it on the ground and stomps on it uh, while holding his uh, bags of more stolen goods. That's what they were doing while they're out. So, Constantine and Poppy Drakes had to make a quick escape without being named because uh, all they have is is uh, uh, descriptions to go on from the other minion, and the other minion probably doesn't want to uh, uh, go on ahead and, and make himself known to all you guys uh, by hunting you down. So you escape into the night. Congratulations. As the years progress, Constantine and Poppy Drakes had to have a daughter. I have a name, but if you'd like to invent your own name. No, uh, that's fine. Tracy? Sure. Sure. They have a daughter in the 1940s, just before the war, uh, named Tracy Drakeshead. She grows up as part of the silent generation. Uh, uh, she meets a young soldier uh, coming home from the Korean War, Falmer Pottershead. Uh, <laughs> they are both uh, just... Oh, no. They he, he is too young for the war. So, uh, he is... Uh, they the meet Korean War. The Korean War. So, they, yeah. The well, Korean. the Korean War, yes. Uh, she would be around 12-ish. So they, they meet because they meet with at a veteran circle and uh, her father, Constantine, is a veteran of the Great War and his uh, much younger father, he's the oldest, uh, is a veteran of the Korean War. God, I'm painting myself into a circle here. <laughs> but Falmer's Potterhead and Tracy Dar- Drake's head, uh, Pottershed, excuse me, and Tracy da- Drake's head uh, fall in love given their shared suffixes. And... Uh, uh, Give birth to their their daughter in the nineteen sixties and seven or seventies, uh, named Hexen Pottershead, and Hexen Pottershead carries on this tradition of uh, supernatural hunting, of monster uh, fouling. Uh, Sam, great uncle Samuel, uh, dies during her childhood. She does not get to know him very well. But uh, when she reaches of age, her her parents Tracy and Falmer fill her in on the situation that. There's a demon that helps our family out, given the favor we we paid her off, um, and we are going to continue to fight the uh, attempted exposure of the supernatural, the destruction of the supernatural uh, that is living peacefully within uh, Pine Dales and the surrounding areas. Area shit. Um, she later meets Harold Hammer Ham uh, Malificarum. Uh, they later give birth at some <laughs> age. I forget how old you're supposed to be. I graduated high school in 2013. 2013. So in 1995, to a certain Molly Malficarum. Oh, um, it was 11. 2011. To a certain Molly Malficarum, who you are. That's me! All you know about this when you pop back in is nothing. I just want to tell the uh, the audience about that. Um, You pop back into Pinedale Investigative's offices... Uh, feeling refreshed, feeling a little dirty in there. Is Elva going, see? And she's back in her brunette St. Vincent uh, get up. <laughs> um, you know, that's a great story, Elva. Couldn't you have just told me? No, see, you were there. So you had to be there. Okay, but if I'm here, then wasn't I already there? Yeah. And she says, so this is why Zong went on such a, a hiatus, is he got uh, pointed out by whatever came before Pinedale investigated, what the, the uh, kind of detective service that your great-grandfather ran uh, positively identified him. He had to go on the lam. He had to hide out for a very long time, which is Wait. why his resurgence is so concerning. So if 
Zong was the same guy that my great-grandparents fought against in mm-hmm. 1921. Yes. How is he still around? Well, he obviously uses supernatural elements to his own means when he needs to, and then sort of badmouths them otherwise. And Arthur's like, yeah, there, uh, uh, did you go, what happened? You were here, and then not, and now you're back. I don't know, Arthur, it's been a really weird day. Damn it, I wish I could end on that, but you just asked a question. So Arthur's like, yeah, so there's supernatural for everything. I tried to dye my hair. It dyed it whiter. I'm not very good at it. Um, but assumably there's some sort of anti-aging Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. He Merrick Zong, from what we know and what I've read from the files that have been collecting dust ever since the 1920s, uh, uses what he needs to to get what he wants and what he wants is control and heroism from raising demons or from defeating demons and if that means raising them first he'll do that if that means staying alive through demonic or supernatural means he'll do that so i suppose that now that i know all of this since the fight against song has been happening since my great-grandparents we've got some work to do yes Ending sting. (laughs) The year is nineteen twenty three, which we know because Poppy is humming the Charleston. We see Constantine Drakeshead pacing about his small, ill-furnished, yet still way overcrowded office, and Samuel, the the lackey, uh, now for Drakeshead investigation, printed backwards on the, the glass door, uh, taking notes as, as he talks, typing on a typewriter. And so, upon encountering the mound, we saw the... Encountering the mound... The, the demon that lied within were able to defeat said demon and escape... Defeat um, the demon. Uh, escape the demons, excuse me. Demon. And he kind of here, and he, he kind of pulls it out and writes on it for a second, puts it back in. Where the, the stranger we once knew as Greta, then Molly, then, you know, who knows who this, this terrible demon might be, um, you know, who betrayed stranger. us. Um, you know, disappeared in a in a puff of smoke. Let's add the puff of smoke. I know there wasn't a puff of smoke, but there's there's a puff of smoke. Okay. There wasn't a puff of smoke. We, fine. No we puff of we smoke. Don't need to, we don't need to add that to the record. <sighs> okay, okay, I got to pu. Is there anything uh, we can do with pu with a with a persnickety? Per, per and you can just say I spelled it wrong. Sure, sure, that works. Okay. So persnickety, um, and uh, and 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 save the day. All right. Um, Fantastic. Wonderful. How. Uh, I, that's wonderful. Let's um, cut, print. That's a wrap. Stick it in the um, uh, the journal. In the safe. Yes, yes. Stick it in okay. the journal. Stick the journals in the safe. I need a drink. Who's up for a martini? Listen, let we me get this put in. in the basement. I managed to smuggle some in later. Just go to the basement. God bless the Canadians. Okay, Samuel uh, removes the the paper from the the, the typewriter and goes, "Yeah, it great head journal." For the future, I guess. Whatever. And he kind of slaps it on the desk and follows his boss. Uh, oh, no, no, the... no, no, Samuel. I need you to add this to to the journals. Okay, so he's... So that way, future generations 
may know. He barely even looking, uh, takes the the piece of paper and uh, uh, slides it underneath the the thing that he has written. Doesn't look at the one that's written on it, but slides it within the the journals and places the journal firmly within the safe uh, and leaves to go get drunk on prohibition gin. (laughs) As we all would love to. 